Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Mayhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. So I said last week on the show that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman may be not quite as upset, and upset's the wrong word, not quite as disgusted as Al Michaels at these horrible primetime games the NFL has given us at various points this season, most specifically on Thursday and Monday nights. But <laughs> Troy Aikman saying at the end of Patriots Cardinals, we've seen a lot of bad football this season. I think this is supposed to be pro football. Uh, Yeah, Aikman makes more than well north of $10 million per year to call one NFL game per week. And the product is so bad, he's openly crapping on it. So think about that. But hey, we're still watching. We're still watching. Um, The Manning cast has not gotten quite as much pub this year because Buck and Aikman, complaints aside, are a far better booth than the Steve Levy- Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick trio ESPN was running out last season. But I did tune into the Manning cast. I DVR'd it because that's what I do. I talk about it. I write about it. So a couple notes from that. Adam Vinatieri, I think, was so great. And the perfect example of somebody who is so funny because they're not trying at all. He shows up in like, shows up in dirty. It's not athleisure. That's giving it too much credit. That implies some sort of sense of style, fashion, you know, Lululemon, you know, my nice, I have Jed North sweatpants, really nice. You know, that's athleisure, Under Armour, even, you know, this was just, you know, random sweats. <laughs> and he said he's never watched the Manning cast out in Vinatieri because he doesn't have cable. He has an HD antenna. So I love that. And Bill Simmons was on the Manning cast as well, I believe. That was Simmons' first appearance on an ESPN platform since leaving years ago. I think, though, Simmons was on there for a reason and not just because he's a Patriots fan. I think Simmons was on there because, look for it, maybe as soon as these upcoming NBA playoffs, uh, ESPN to try and do some si- some type of Manning cast for the NBA. And I think Bill Simmons, if they're in the mood to work with each other. I think Bill Simmons would be the number one host for that kind of show. Biggest name in basketball commentary. He could do it with Rosillo. I'm assuming Rosillo would be fine doing some stuff with ESPN again too. They could bring on some other ringer characters, some other 
online basketball people who all converse with each other. And I think it could be a really entertaining watch for a large section of NBA fans, especially, well, maybe not large section, but a, a, a sizable enough section to make it worth ESPN's while to do some sort of alternative cast led by Simmons. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I do not have any inside info, but it's something that I uh, picked up. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Do want to spend a few minutes now on, uh, well, I think one of the more shocking stories in sports media this year, that's for sure. Uh, Grant Wall, longtime sports writer for Sports Illustrated, wrote that great LeBron feature cover story in 2002 when LeBron was a senior in high school. Most recently, he covered soccer for Sports Illustrated. He left SI at the start of the pandemic due to uh, issues he had with their pandemic-induced pay cuts. So definitely a guy who stood up for what was right, uh, but he had such a large following. He started his own podcast, Substack, covered soccer, and enjoyed tremendous success up until his shocking death uh, over the weekend in Qatar covering the final stages of the World Cup. Uh, Grant Wall passed out in the press box, so eerie, People were listening to a podcast he had recorded that day. I mean, he had an Instagram story that was up after he had died because he was working that day. So unexpected. He complained of some cold-like symptoms and feeling run down in the weeks leading up to his death. But he attributed that to poor sleep, working late, covering games, travel, etc. So the autopsy came in Wednesday morning. Grant Wall died of an undetected uh, erotic aneurysm. His wife is an infectious disease expert. She released the information, and she also wrote this on his substack. And this was necessary to write because there's been a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding Grant Wall's death. Quote, his death was unrelated to COVID. His death was unrelated to vaccination status. There was nothing nefarious about his death. She writes, Celine Gounder. So that's necessary because, as I said, sadly, disgustingly, there's been a bevy of conspiracy theories surrounding Wall's passing. His brother, Eric, suspected there was foul play in his death. And by the way, I'm not including Eric Wall with these other conspiracies because Eric is Grant's brother, gay brother. Actually, Grant Wall, you may know, wore an LGBTQ rainbow shirt his first day covering the World Cup in Qatar and was detained and turned away from the press box because he was wearing that shirt. So Eric Wall speaks out immediately after the news broke, tweeting, I'm the reason he wore the rainbow shirt to the World Cup. My brother was healthy. He told me he received death threats. I do not believe my brother just died. I believe he was killed. And I just beg for any help. Wow. Strong statements from Eric Wall. Um, 
He's been tweeting and posting since then. Obviously accepts the autopsy findings, but I mean, that's just really brutal. A brother grieving out there, out in the open. And he, Eric Wall, received death threats as well. Just so disgusting, so gross. You have these vaccine conspiracies around Grant Wall as well. I mentioned his wife, Celine Gounder, is a top infectious disease expert. She was part of the Biden administration's COVID-19 team. And as a result, you have all these anti-vaxxers, these conspiracy theorists saying that Grant Wall's death was because of the COVID vaccine, you know, retweeting a photo he posted in April of 2021 with his first vaccination card, mocking him for it. Can't even, it's not even worth insulting. Just, it's not even just that how low that behavior is. But, you know, I think one thing that'll say overall about Grant Wall and some of these just really abhorrent conspiracies is you do ask yourself, and we're getting a bit existential here, but bear with me. You do ask yourself, why do conspiracy theories flourish? And because we are a conspiracy laden society. I mean, I learned about conspiracies about the JFK assassination in public high school. (laughs) I mean, they talk about, oh, what are we indoctrinating our kids with? In my high school, and at least one history class, it was JFK JFK conspiracy theories. And by the way, it is true. Lee Harvey Oswald was not a single actor. But anyway, um, a lone actor, I should say. He was not a lone actor. But anyway, um, why? Because they give us, in some ways, a comforting explanation for what otherwise seems inexplicable. And... You know, I think that it's a lot easier in some instances to think that there's some secret cabal or some well laid out, you know, really subtle conspiracy theory because the reality is really stark. And the reality here is Grant Wall, by all accounts, was a healthy 48 year old man who, yes, worked long hours and had a cold and felt run down as a result of it covering the world cup, but 48 years old, healthy man working and then dies suddenly in the press box. Another reporter says he was laughing at a tweet just minutes before he went backwards and passed out. I mean, and if you just, and if that's just what happened and the autopsy says it is, that's what happened. No foul play involved. No conspiracy. Man, that's hard to accept. Is it not that you can be healthy in 48 and just that's it? And you can have the rare condition that you didn't know about prior that wasn't causing symptoms at any previous point in your life? Yeah. Vaccine conspiracy theories in a lot of ways is easier to wrap your head around. 